welcome to the JPDS podcast, where professionals and scholars share insights on the ethical, social, cultural, and historical context of communication and media with the goal of equipping you to maximize media and emerging trends for your personal and corporate brands. Welcome to today's episode. My name is Mayor Ikoroa. I'm a public relations consultant and media analyst. This is my first ever podcast, so forgive me if I do not meet up to the standards. I promise you I'll do better the next time. Now, the topic of my first ever podcast is fake news. Fake news, fake news, fake news. This act of concocting stories from your bedroom because you have a smartphone and cheap data, possibly borrowed data, is becoming the prevalent thing in town. Fake news refers to the deliberate propagation of false information with the intent of causing harm to a person's reputation, manipulating people's perception of real facts, inciting the populace against the government, and most disturbingly and alarmingly causing mayhem in the society. Fake news Twitter handles, fake news Facebook pages, fake news Facebook accounts, fake news Instagram accounts, fake news news websites. All they do is to deliberately disseminate hoaxes, propaganda, and disinformation masquerading as real news. To often do this by using fake social media to drive web traffic and amplify the effect. Unlike news satire, fake news accounts seek to mislead rather than entertain readers, often for financial or political gain. So how did fake news become pervasive in our environment? Now here's a thought. The rise of social media has offered numerous advantages, including the ability to make money, networking, and developing professionalism by breaking barriers, creating content, business growth, and other opportunities. For these reasons, people around the globe have leveraged social media platforms as the most pervasive technological development in the world. Given the ease of citizen engagement, social media platforms have offered increased access to citizen participation. Unfortunately, Social media is also used for the spread of fake news. There are numerous instances in which netizens, netizens means citizens of the internet, or rather users of the internet, have used social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram to cultivate disreputable means of gaining clout by fabricating stories without verifiable sources or facts. Sometimes these stories are propaganda by users with ill intentions or satirists mischievously creating disruptions to mislead the reader and serve selfish reasons that could be detrimental to the society. Fake newspapers are known to create parody accounts on social media during periods of crisis. These media accounts are often generated by ill-minded people who are impersonating high-profile personalities to take advantage of the situation to drive traffic to their blogs and incite crisis for selfish motives. Before the era of the internet and social media, when news dissemination was only through the traditional means of radio, television, and newspapers, editors of news outlets were referred in journalism as the gatekeepers. Their duty was to make sure that news items were verified before they were released to the public. But today, every blogger, everyone that has a Facebook account, everyone that has a Twitter account, an Instagram account or a functional WhatsApp application has become a potential major news outlet. Historically, peddlers of disinformation were popularly referred to as radio without battery. 
Fake news was a weapon during the Nigerian Biafran War that was fought between 1967 and 1970. In some places in Nigeria Southeast, fake news peddlers were giving them Monica Okoko Dem. This is a homage to Biafra's chief propagandist, Chief Okoko Ndam. Chief Ndam was the head of Radio Biafra who used the media outlet as a weapon to keep the people informed, or rather say misinformed during the course of the war. Like the German propagandist guru joining Adolf Hitler's ill-fated Ted Drake, Joseph Goebbels, Ndem was able to present Biafran losses as victories. While social media has expanded the bandwidth of the radio without battery through its more extensive reach, speed and low cost, the word of the mouth continues to be a fundamental way in which falsehoods are spread in the country, particularly in our rural areas. Even though it is inarguable that social media can be regarded as the main channel of fake news, our recent past has witnessed fake news causing social mayhem. Many Nigerians can still recall the anti-structural adjustment program called Anti-SAP Riots of 1989 in Benin, Lagos, Ibadan, and other cities of Nigeria. As much as 22 persons lost their lives in the fracas, according to official government accounts, though many believe that this fatality figure would be much higher if real records were taken. The riots were believed to have been sparked off by fake news. It happened that some extremely mischievous elements printed and circulated handbills claiming that the then military president, General Ibrahim Babangida, and his wife, Miriam, owned the biggest wristwatch factories in Switzerland, and also that they owned some fashion houses in Paris. These four stories were spuriously attributed to Ebony Magazine. You remember Ebony Magazine? That magazine printed in America that celebrates African-American people, culture and heritage, but which was also popular in Nigeria those days. These allegations were later found to be false, but blood had already been shed, lives had been lost. Fake news is not peculiar to Nigeria or the third world. It is their life and direct in developed societies. People who keenly follow international political events will agree that fake news maintain their presence in the internet and tabloid journalism in the years prior to the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Before that election, which was contested between former First Lady, Senator and Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and billionaire businessman and reality TV star Donald Trump, fake news is believed to have impacted the election process and subsequent events to a high degree that it is credited to be a major contributor to Mr. Trump's surprise election win. The United States, subsequent to 2016 elections, the issue of fake news turned into a political weapon, with supporters of the left wing, the Democrats, saying that the right wing, the Republican politics, spread fake news, while the Republicans claimed that they were being censored. Due to this back and forth complaint, the definition of fake news as used for argument became vaguer and less clear. Perhaps no living person models the meaning of fake news and thereby creating a confusion over what is actually fake news more than former US President Donald Trump. Prior, during and after his consequential presidency, Mr. Trump depicted mainstream media organizations like the New York Times, CNN, and the Washington Post as fake news media, and referred to every news item unfavorable to him or his administration as fake news. He did this repeatedly and imprudently, knowing that his core support base will believe whatever he says. Fake news can indeed have a profound impact on the society. Back in 2014, when Ebola virus hit some parts of Nigeria, the country's healthcare team had to contend with the spread of misinformation regarding the prevention and treatment of Ebola. 
A piece of fake news claiming that Ebola could be prevented by drinking and betting with salt water went viral across Nigeria. According to one of the companies that tracks health information called Sinfor, Nigerians began using the words Ebola, salt, water and drinking together in tweets from August 4, 2014. Four days later, two persons were reported dead in Jos, the capital of Plateau State. They had consumed an excessive amount of salt water. Six years later, fake news impacted on the COVID-19 pandemic. This time, one of the first coronavirus-related cases, the news item relating to this case, was focused on the index case. On Facebook, a post claimed that a man who drove Nigeria's first confirmed victim of the virus from Lagos to Ogun State escaped from a hospital where he was receiving treatment after he, too, tested positive. The author of the post uploaded a supposed photo of the driver, claiming his name was Adewale Isaac Olorogun. According to the post, Olorogun was demanding to be paid 100 million naira by the government before returning for treatment. The post went viral before the authorities in Ogun State quashed the fake news reports. Not long after, the country experienced a rise in demand for chloroquine, a drug that one year earlier Nigeria had discontinued for use in the treatment of malaria. The reason for this was the result of a statement from guess who? Then US President Donald Trump. He had claimed that hydroxychloroquine had been approved to treat COVID-19 by America's Food and Drug Administration. Trump's statement led to a boost in broadcast messages on WhatsApp, declaring chloroquine as treatment for the coronavirus. And in Lagos, according to a national news report, at least two persons were hospitalized for chloroquine poisoning. Still, in Nigeria, the first major uproar that generated a massive wave of fake news was the NSTAS protest in 2020. This event witnessed a mass movement of Nigerian youths online and street protests, generating about 28 million tweets within a week. The protests erupted following weeks of outrage and anger, with videos and pictures showing police brutality harassment and extortion in Nigeria. It started as a peaceful protest but turned violent due to fake news that threw the nation into a state of anarchy. Although evidence of abuse by such personnel surfaced, a variety of misleading information was also spread via social media platforms and means by some sections of the masses that were angry and obsessed with provoking crisis using such incidents as a trigger. Here are some instances. The arrest of protesters in Abuja was debunked by the FCT Commissioner of Police, Bala Chiroma. So was the rumor of a cardinal woman protesting against such, which was found to be false. Most disturbingly, the alleged killing of a young man in Ogeli, Delta State by SAS, which triggered the NSAS protests across the nation, was also discovered to be fake news by persons and groups that manipulated images for ulterior motives. In addition to this, the death of one Oke Obi Enadize, said to be killed by a policeman was debunked by his brother, who clarified that the victim was attacked by thugs. In a country like Nigeria, our dear country, where ethnic differences can be a source of conflict, facts and fictions are often deliberately blurred and spread via social media. This fuels the spread of misinformation and preponderance of fake news. The fact is that fighting the problem of fake news is a challenge in Nigeria because of the highly democratized nature of social media platforms given that they allow anyone to put out information without vetting. And with an estimated 20.3 million active mobile lines and over 20 million people on social media and about 80% of the population using WhatsApp, the problem of fake news in Nigeria is quite a significant one. Another challenge of fake news is that the false stories are peddled by Twitter and Instagram handles, fake news accounts or pages and websites 
with pretensions to be serious objective news carriers. We have new satire sites like the US-based The Onion, which satirizes the tone and format of traditional news organizations, stories, editorials, op-ed pieces, and man industry interviews using a traditional news website outlet. Their main objectives are humor and sarcasm. They make no serious pretensions or posturing to hard factual news. But what happens is that most outlets that carry fake news do it in a way that you also see conventional news items and factual reporting on some issues and events in the country side by side with spurious and misleading news. The intention is clearly to combine truth with falsehood and fact with fiction in order to indoctrinate their followers. JPDS podcast continues after this short timeout. Please stay tuned. of the University of Nigeria and Suka Mass Communication Department, we call ourselves Jacksonites. Years after graduation, we have not lost touch with our roots. We give back. We lend our shoulders for current students to stand on and get ahead. We donate resources and facilitate seminar sessions. Our flagship initiative, the Jacksonite Professional Development Series, JPDS, has become robust and sustainable through the efforts of Chinedumba, the steering committee chair, and her formidable working group. Since July 2021, when our first quarterly seminar debuted to date, we have continued to grow our channels for enriching our target audience with the launch of three brands, namely Knowledge Hub, Media Hub Conversations, and JPDS Podcasts. So far, we have had nine seminars with 15 facilitators and over 1,000 participants. The good news is that if you missed any of them, you can access them and other resources such as Media Hub Conversations, podcast and blogs with a click of a button. To access all our resources, visit jacksonitespds.com to get notifications on our latest blogs, podcasts, events and resources. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn at jacksonitespds. Share your feedback by emailing hello at jacksonitespds.com. It has been proven that fake news thrives in a highly polarized society. In Nigeria, the highly competitive 2015 elections gave impetus to fake news, as the then opposition APC, ably led by its loquacious spin doctor, Uncle Lai Mohammed, successfully used all manners of propaganda, falsehood, and deliberate misrepresentation, which is combined with political sagacity to restore power from the People's Democratic Party, the PDP. During the 2019 general elections, four years later, the tables were turned. The PDP played offense, the APC defense. The most visible leading light of the opposition in the presence of aid of former President Goodluck Jonathan Reno Mokri 
and former presidential spokesman Feni Finokayo, they provided daily ammunition to transmitters of fake news. As long as there were those who firmly believed that President Mohamed Buhari had no school certificate and therefore foot to rule Nigeria, that Buhari is only in power to promote northern interests and that he has a grand plan to Islamize Nigeria. There will always be people, easy priests, and ready victims for fake news mongers. The, these credulous countrymen will really believe that, that President Mohamed Buhari died in London in 2017 and won Jibril from Sudan now holds where as Nigeria's president, according to Fenifani Kayode's statement those days. That is in spite of the fact that there exists no credible evidence of this, and those who personally know the president and met him regularly have never complained about a strange look or inability to recognize people or recall past events, which is typical of the plegangas or body doubles. The mainstream conventional media is also complicit in the spread of fake news. Nigeria's popular this day newspaper once published a story headlined Drama as U.S. Embassy denies Bishop Oyedepo visa. He described how Bishop David Oyedepo, founder of Winners Chapel and one of Nigeria's most revered and influential religious leaders, allegedly threw a tantrum at the U.S. consulate in Lagos after he was refused the visa. According to the story, the bishop was obviously flustered. It quoted an unnamed source as saying that the leader's figure had immediately sent for his bodyguards to get his phone so that he could make some calls. In a country where religious leaders are celebrities and their every action or inaction scrutinized, the detailed story quickly went viral. Comments on and criticism of Bishop Oedipo's alleged behavior poured out. But there was one problem. The this day story turned out to be completely false. False news are lacked, the US, US Embassy said in a widely publicized statement referring to the alleged side out. If you have seen this manufactured item in the media, help defeat this misinformation by communicating to everyone that it is completely false. The statement continued. A spokesperson for Winners Chapel also released a statement saying that the bishop had a valid US visa, so there was no need to have visited the consulate. A few days later, this day published an apology, then suspended the journalists responsible for the story. The two deputy editors failed to follow the well-cherished traditions of carrying out the necessary checks and confirmation expected of personnel of their status in a sensitive story of that nature, the management of this day said in a new release announcing the sack of the journalist that released the news item. After the outrage at the original story came disgust from many quarters. How could such a sensational story about such an influential figure have escaped the attention of gatekeepers in such a high-profile Organization, people asked. The received wisdom was that while a certain recklessness is to be expected of stories published on social media, an established newspaper ought to be more responsible. This was not a one-off for the Nigerian mainstream media. Writing in his 2013 autobiography, Cardinal State Governor Nasir Elrofai described an incident that took place years ago when he was Minister of the FCT. I came to my office and saw something that looked like a small tortoise on my seat, he wrote. This was supposed to be some voodoo course meant to scare me. I just removed it, settled down and started walking. But this was not the end of the matter. The very next day, one Nigerian newspaper, the Daily Times, had a story about how I came into my office, saw a tortoise and collapsed and had been flown out of abroad in a coma, a roof stated. Daily Times, you need to be stated, is the oldest newspaper in Nigeria. The prevalence of sensational headlines and inability to provide adequate context in the reportage of dramatic events by some Nigerian mainstream media make them look no different from fake news websites. 
During President Buhari's controversial medical leave in the UK in 2017, at least two conventional media outlets in Nigeria posted a sensational headline, Buhari undergoes penis surgery. Many Nigerians clicked to read the story, thinking that the president had genital complications, only to find out that the story was about a nine-month-old baby in Bida, Niger State, who shares the same surname with the president. So let us illustrate how the mainstream media can propagate fake news. Now look at this. Two thousand persons stage a protest march through a city. The vast majority of them are well behaved and disciplined. They are sensibly dressed and well disciplined and trying to make their point peacefully. One or two, however, feel the need to shout antagonistically at police standing nearby or dress as freakishly as possible or look as intimidating as they can. The media does not feel they have a responsibility to accurately depict the event as a peaceful protest march. They do not feel an obligation to present the full image of the 1998 marchers. Instead, they slap a foot of the two rogues on their front page and immediately everyone believes the 2000 strong march was full of that sort of people who they think are ruining the society. The cause they are supporting become associated with talks or freaks and the world gets a little bit more polarized. In Nigeria, one of the problems of tackling fake news is that shooting for libel would entail expensive litigation and drawn-out proceedings. Thus, Nigerians continue to endure the laziness of journalists willing to publish rumors picked up in bars and their palace, and this honorable nature of those who, in exchange of lucre, plant on savory stories calculated to embarrass the payers' enemies. It's not easy for journalists in Nigeria, though, we must admit. Working in a, as a journalist in Nigeria is tough. Even getting officials to confirm single basic facts can be very, very hard. This is one of the reasons speculations are bound, rumors gain stream, gossip persists, facts are unknown, truth becomes elusive. So, what exactly can we do about fake news? Although detecting fake news remains a challenge, considering the time factor, level, logistics, and technological resources, it is necessary to curtail its spread before it causes more carnage to lives and national development. Thus, the exceptional work by media platforms to curb the spread of fake news through fact-checking are commendable and should be sustained to foster peace and unity in the country. On its part, Facebook with 1.2 billion daily patrons, which regularly competes with WhatsApp for the title of the greatest, even if unintended conduit of fake news, in 2018 released guidelines for identifying fake news. Among other things, Facebook users were told to be skeptical of headlines, look closely at the URL, investigate the source of the news story, watch for unusual formatting, consider the photos used, and inspect the dates on the news stories. In addition to this, Facebook users were urged to check the author's sources to confirm that they are accurate. Look to see if no other news source is reporting the same story and investigate if the story is a joke, as sometimes false news stories can be hard to distinguish from humor or satire. And finally, to think critically about the stories they read, as some stories are intentionally false. On its part, WhatsApp advises users to follow these steps in preventing the spread of fake news and rumors. Number one, understand when a message is forwarded. Messages with forwarded libel help you determine if your friend or relative wrote the message or if it originally came from someone else. When a message is forwarded from one user to another more than five times, it's indicated with double arrow icon. If you're not sure who wrote the original message, double check with facts. Number two, 
Check photos and media carefully. Photos, audio recordings, and video can be edited to mislead you. Look at trusted news sources to see if the story is being reported elsewhere. When the story is reported in multiple places, it is likely to be true. Number three, look out for messages that look different. Many messages or website links you receive containing hoaxes and fake news have spelling mistakes. Look for these signs so that you can check if the information is accurate. Number four, check your biases. Watch out for information that contains your pre-existing beliefs and review the facts before sharing information. Stories that seem hard to believe are often untrue. Number five, fake news often goes viral if the, a message is shared many times. It doesn't make it real. It doesn't make it true. Don't forward the message because the sender is urging you to do so. If you see something that is fake, tell the person that sent it to you and ask them to verify information before they share it. If a group or a contact is constantly sending fake news, report them. Number six, verify with other sources. If you're still not sure of whether the message is true, search online for facts and check trusted news sites to see where the story came from. If you still have doubts, ask fact checkers or people you trust for more information. However, in spite of these admonitions, a nation like Nigeria, where a majority of the populace see every issue, every action, everything, from ethnic, religious, and political prisms, there will always be what is called confirmation bias. That is the tendency people have to embrace information that supports their beliefs and reject information that contradicts them. It's very likely that fake news will continue to flourish. Information has never been this free in the history of mankind. It's as free as a right. Social media is a lawless society. It's virtually free in terms of cost. Since your data subscription is for all purposes, that is how you can always be in a position to spread fake news. You can even borrow data from the data from the network providers to spread fake news. Anyone who dreams of a world free of fake news needs to quickly wake up. Every mischief maker with a mobile phone and data subscription can set up a fake news story anytime. There are thousands and thousands of eager sharers waiting to be broadcast with the obligatory caveat shared as received. It is most likely that fake news is going to be with us for a very, very long time to come. And authentic news will become an endangered species. In most countries, when an individual posts materials on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or other social media channels, they act as publishers and are liable to legal action for making false information or libelous comments. For instance, in the United Kingdom, a person who retweets a false story is susceptible to legal action from whoever feels maligned by the retweet. In essence, the caveat that a false or inciting story was copied cannot be accepted as an excuse in the eyes of the law in the United Kingdom. A retweeter who has republished a fake news story is liable. In Nigeria, the Cybercrime Act specifies a five-year jail term or a fine of 10,000 naira when a person intentionally disseminates using a computer insulting or inciting statements. However, Social media users are protected when they give opinions. Since opinions cannot be can be falsifiable, cannot be falsifiable, someone who has given an opinion cannot be sued for defamation. Such an opinion can be uninformed but cannot amount to libel in many jurisdictions, and the argument about free speech suffices. It's important that social media users are meant to understand that the law governing libel and defamation is still in force. Most importantly, it's essential that a society, every social media user should check the credibility of a story 
or news medium before sharing or retweeting the story. Why the cyclical violence is very real? The point must be made that the situation is being exacerbated by the spread of widespread rumors and fake news that have played an incendiary role in stoking the flames of crisis. As in all violent conflicts, truth is one of the first victims. The fact is that national institutions in Nigeria at present are not strong enough to form a bulwark against malignant and malicious disinformation. Conventional and mainstream news are incapable of drowning out the cacophony of fake news sites and government and opposition falsehoods. The internet is such a dynamic arena and it is virtually impossible to legislate fake news out of existence. The way out is to recognize the worldwide information revolution that is controlled by the new trend of citizen journalism, in which ordinary people now take advantage of new technologies to share messages and information. But because citizen journalists are usually not professionally trained to do the work of reporters, amateurish contributions and lack of professionalism will always be evident as they are mainly involved in what is called post-office journalism as they share whatever stories they get devoid of any journalistic treatment or interpretation. Our premise is that with the social media, the easiest way to reduce fake news is to put an end to the hoarding of public information. Our leaders cannot continue to tell us only the things they want us to hear and expect that ordinary citizens who are privy to what they hide will not exaggerate while disseminating such information. Those who shout fake news all the time should realize that stories which don't add up will always be speculated upon. So we may have no option than to watch helplessly as fake news continues to attack the cyberspace. And fake news finishes sometimes in the simple form of a man with just enough megabytes in his handset to offend our collective psyche by exploiting widening social divisions, touchy political, economic, and sometimes ridiculous personal aims. Let us hope that fake news does not destroy Nigeria. It's our profoundly polarized country striving to come to terms with the consequences of unbridled and unfiltered information, dissemination and consumption in this crazy age of the internet. Once again, my name is Mayor Ikorona. I thank you so much for listening to me. If you found this podcast helpful, you can access more on our website at jacksonitespds.com forward slash podcast to get notifications on our latest podcasts, events and resources. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Jacksonites PDS. Share your feedback by mailing hello at jacksonitespds.com.